Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. How many people love God? Yeah, I can sense an excitement already. And uh, just hang with me for the next, who knows, <laughs> how long tonight. Let's just hang with Father and let Father be Father. Can we do that? Let's not focus about getting a nice policy message or a nice this or that. Let's just hang with Father and let Father be Father. I, I just think that He loves us so, so incredibly much. And He loves us to enjoy Him. And He loves us to enjoy Him and Him to enjoy us. I said over the weekend, uh, and I just start here just by way of just, you know, the word grace. It's, we know it's the favor of God, but it's the word grace actually... Trace it back in the Greek and you can land up in the place where it actually means the cheerfulness. It's the same Greek word as the word rejoice. So when it talks about we're saved by grace, we're saved by God's cheerfulness over us. Isn't that nice? Anyway, you're allowed to smile. Okay, it's Monday, but you're allowed to smile. Come on. The fact that we were created for God's pleasure, that he, his starting point over our lives is pleasure and delight. He looked at us, made us said, it is good. Come on. We're not working towards God's pleasure. We're walking from God's pleasure and we're walking in God's pleasure. Amen. And so allow yourself to enjoy tonight. Allow yourself to enjoy God. I'm convinced that God wants to restore joy in the church I, 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 because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of lemon juice. Hallelujah. There's fullness of joy. And the devil sold us a lie that it's almost like in some places, respect means quiet. Well, sometimes res- quiet means dead, so- Let's, let's be people that enjoy God. Come on. We're going to get there here. Heaven, we're going to praise Him forever and ever. I just think He says, let yourself enjoy me a bit more because I'm up here enjoying you and I'm down here enjoying you. I like to walk with my friends and my family, my sons and my daughters and enjoy you here tonight. So I'm going to have fun and enjoy myself. But there is a weightiness in the Spirit as well. Aren't you glad that God can multitask both at the same time? Aren't you glad that God can say one thing and be speaking to different people different things? Let's not limit God, reduce God down to our place of understanding. And again, I just say this and then I want to get into this really three different things that God's on my heart and we will go wherever God goes. We had a glorious time on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Was that only yesterday? Praise God. God just showed up big time last night. I think it was a, about a three and a half hour meeting. And God just broke out. When he is lifted a high and glorified, something happens. Something happens. But in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, you probably know it well if you've been in church more than five minutes. It says, trust in the Lord. Anyone know this? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not on your own understanding. Just stop there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. One of the words that God really wants the church to get right now is this. You cannot trust God with all your heart and lean on your own understanding at the same time. 
It's one or the other. We got many people say, I just want to understand so I can love God. God says, no, it doesn't work that way. It's trust me with all your heart. You can't lean on that. You cannot rely on natural understanding to help us to fully understand a supernatural spiritual God. He wants to take us, hey, are you good? That's just me and Father, just the, the, the bubbling starting to stir. We, we need to understand that the primary, is this the full house lights? Is this as light as it gets in Christchurch? Hey? If there's any more lights, give me some more lights. If there's not, Father, we ask for a miracle. Yeah, now we don't even know, was it? <laughs> oh, praise God. The primary purpose God gave us a mind is to love Him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your... Come on, say it with me, with all your... Love the Lord your God with all your mind. It was a gift given to us in order to love Him. But for far too many in the body of Christ, the mind is the very thing that's stopping us from loving Him. And because we have questions, we have things that we want answers to so that we can step in deeper with God. I want to... Can I start strong? I, I wanted to say this. If we do not step in towards God because of something in our mind, our mind is something that becomes an idol. Anything we raise above God is an idol. Is that true? So if He says, love me with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, but the Bi- we go, but I can't get past this. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 that we have the mind of Christ. It's not just my natural mind, it's the mind of Christ. It's a supernatural, spiritual thing. And God wants to take the people of God to be spiritually minded people. Not naturally minded people that ask God to bless our natural things, but spiritually minded people. And I pray in this place today we have the mind of Christ. So thank you, Father. I'm going to probably drink, 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 but that's all cool. Before I came, uh, I'm trying to remember which places, to Auckland, Hamilton. That's where I was before here, right? Yeah. I came from Melbourne. <laughs> I came from Melbourne uh, a couple of days ago, which is where I live. lived there for almost 30 years, but I am a Kiwi, uh, born and bred for 20 years up in South Auckland with my good friends, Alan and Dorothy Humphreys, and such a pleasure to see them tonight 30 years ago. Uh, we went to Hong Kong and smuggled Bibles into China together. It was just a blessing. I had no idea and we just saw them. So it's such a blessing to be here. Um, but I, I live in Melbourne now and have been for 30, coming up 30 years. And when I knew I was coming here tonight, uh, I got told that there's uh, four churches, there may be more, but four churches and pastors that we're going to be here, and the Lord gave me a word for each of you, so I want to download that, so that's what we're going to do in a moment, but then, and there's a message that is a weighty, weighty one, I'm telling you ahead of time, it's a weighty word 
that the Lord said it needs to be brought here tonight. But on the flight from Hamilton to Christchurch, <laughs> which was literally just now, this afternoon, we just arrived just before seven, I thought I was just going to relax and enjoy God. And he downloaded the third thing, which now I see why the weighty word is needed. And he's told me about some things in Christchurch. So I want to give the words to the pastors. I want to give the word collectively to the church. Are you with me? To the church and what's going to ha- what needs to happen because of what's going to happen. I'm speaking as a prophet right now. Um, and then I want to bring the original word, which now makes sense of why it's needed. Are you with me tonight? We may, we may not get to individual things and prayer and prophecies, but don't miss the prophetic because you're waiting for God to, for me to speak to you when God right now in this moment is speaking to us all. Amen? The majority of the times God spoke through prophets in the Bible, it was to the corporate, not the individual. And we need to receive it the same way. Amen? Praise God. As I release these words, um, my prayer is that Father plants something deep into our spirits. And I want to encourage the church to be verbal and engaged in this, is okay? And um, you might say, well, I can't see that happening. Well, that's the whole point of the prophetic, to speak ahead of time. Come on, everyone that God called in the Bible, Jeremiah, I called you to be a prophet. No, not me, not me. Why? Because I can see myself. God says, stop looking through your natural eyes, look through your spiritual eyes. God called Moses, come on, deliver my... No, 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 I, not me, the wrong person, wrong. Come on, Moses, I'm calling you. Gideon, I want you to cut. No, 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 not me. So let's look through spiritual eyes. And they're going to be big things. But I need some faith filled people. I need an environment of faith right now because Christ church is on God's heart. Are you with me? Listen to me. Christ church is on God's heart, but Christ church is also on the devil's radar. So we need to get on God's agenda and make sure we don't subtly step across to the devil's agenda because it's so subtle. So we're going to declare some things by the Spirit of God. Pastor Josh and Liz, that was you guys. Okay, I'm just going to read through these because I, there's lots to get through here tonight. You have more churches in you. You are called to lead and you're called to plant. You're called to disciple and you're called to send. This is to be an apostolic hub, not a local church. This brings with it the need for enlargement in your lives. This is a good thing and it is something to be pursued and it is something to be celebrated. Give yourself to learning, not from knowledge, but by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God. Submission to authority will be your protection And it is key to Father's will coming to pass in your life. Do not say, no, it's not us. God chooses who He chooses. And our response and our partnership with God's plan is our part. Stand to your feet. Let me pray for you quickly. Hallelujah. Come forward. 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you right now for this precious couple. Father, I release an impartation of greater apostolic grace and anointing, and I call it out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I release a river to flow. Lord, I break off every limitation, every restriction. And the Lord is showing me that there have been some things that have even been prayed against you. I break it off in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I set no limits. I set no barriers. But I set you free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Live large for the glory of God. Live large for the glory of God. I release a prophetic grace upon your life, Liz, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Increased measure, seeing in the Spirit, hearing in the Spirit. Father, anoint them, bless them in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Give praise to God. Andre, Pastor Andre and Hannah, praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I see a separation coming that will result in an acceleration. It is imperative that you do not quickly interpret this through the lens of what you presently see. You will know what this word means when it is the right time. I hear the Lord say, hold your course. Hold your course. I believe this will be a word that comes back to you often and it will even be an anchor point in your life. When others would give up, you will hold the course. When others will stray from truth, you will hold the course. When the voice of popular opinion is strong, you will hold your course. Can I just interject what God was saying and say, thank God for your lives in Jesus' name. I see a church of thousands. I see a large auditorium with a balcony and it reminded me of a theatre style building. God wants you to start to see this in the spirit realms. Come on, stand to your feet, come out here with me. He wants you to walk towards this spiritual reality. There will be shaping needed along the way, but embrace this as God leads you in confidence and in integrity. Your ability to delegate and to disciple along the the way will be a key. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I release an increased grace and anointing right now on this man and this woman of God. Spirit of God, let the fire of God fall right now. Lord, we never want to naturally build your church. Lord, we want to be a part of it from a kingdom perspective. I right now unlock kingdom vision over your life. Kingdom vision over your life. Kingdom vision in the name of the Lord Jesus. I release on your life right now, Hannah, the gift of wisdom. The gift of wisdom. People get bogged down. You'll see in the Spirit and you'll speak one word and it will cut through the clutter and the chaos. Lord, let the Spirit of God enlarge them in this room tonight. Enlarge them. Just receive deeper. Man of God, receive it. Receive it in its fullness. God says, take the fullness of what I've got. I'm laying a mantle upon you right now. 
The Lord is showing me that some have tried to put a mantle on you, well-intentioned, well-intentioned. Saul's mantle, his armour was good. It won him battles. And the Lord is showing me right now that others have placed things upon you, good, well-intentioned, but it wasn't what God gave you to carry. So right now I release you from wearing anything other than what God lays upon you this night. You're free to be you. And now you're free to run. The Lord has shown me right now that at times you've been timid in stepping out in, in bigger steps of faith because maybe what others would say or others do. You've compared yourself, but they wouldn't do that. The Lord says, stop comparing yourself because I'm calling you to hear my voice and take bold steps of faith. Be a Peter, get out of the boat. Father, let the fire of God burn. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We need to live large. We need you to live large for the glory of God. Can we give God praise? Hallelujah. <laughs> Garth and Carol. Yep, Garth and Carol. Praise God. You other guys just come and stand with them. I'm going to read it and then we'll get our hands on you. I see you. As a multicultural church where everyone is welcome, you will be a place that embraces but without compromise. The Lord requires you to walk this well, to walk this in a way where He is clearly and accurately seen. I see there will be times when persecution comes because you stand on God's righteousness. Do not be swayed and do not turn to the left or to the right. God is doing more in the unseen realm than what can be seen by natural eyes. Some backsliders in heart will be revived because of your stand on righteousness. And I see you being a church of strong Christians. I see you being a house of maturity and completeness in Christ. I see people's roots going deep in God and as a result, I see them not swaying when the winds of adversity come. I see you as a shepherd who love God's people well. In fact, you love them enough to do what is best for them, even when they want something different. You honour God by how you love people. And the Lord says, well done. And Father, right now we receive, release a greater anointing and impartation right now upon this man and woman of God. Again, the Lord says, I give you permission to run. At times you say, we're going to take it a little bit slow. We're going to take it step by step because we don't want to stretch people too far. And the Lord says, make sure you're keeping in step with me, not in step with people's expectations. And the Lord says, I release you from people's uh, expectations in the area of their comfort. The Lord says, no more will you make a decision based on anyone's comfort, but on God's commission. The Word of the Lord is God's commission trumps people's comfort. And you will enlarge people and people will come back to you and in later days and say, thank you for helping us to get out of the comfort zone, out of the boat, out of the safe places, because now we are celebrating miracles. And it's because we had pastors who dared to step into to the supernatural realms of God. And so God, let the anointing and the fire of God to be just faith-filled warriors in Jesus' name come upon 
this precious couple. Now fill them afresh with your Holy Ghost. Jesus. More of your spirit right now. More of your spirit. Father God, come upon you right now, Carol, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Something's about to be birthed in you. In the name of Jesus, let spirit deep call unto deep right now by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord says, I, I'm breaking off you. Again, some limitations imposed upon you. People say, you can't do this because, and the Lord says, yes, you can because I have called you. The devil's trying to silence you, and I break that off right now. I break off the silencing voice of the enemy. Sometimes it was through a direct attack, and other times it was those that were close. Friends have actually well-intentioned said things that have put a burden upon you, that have shut your mouth at times. And the Lord says, I am opening your mouth again tonight. I am commissioning you to be my voice piece and my mouthpiece again. And so, Lord, I release a Holy Ghost boldness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Fill her, fill her, fill her, fill her, fill her, fill her. Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Just receive right now. Just receive. There's a Holy Spirit. Just take all that He's got for you right now. Spirit of God, the Lord's about to increase the anointing upon your life. Father, Father, this is about your kingdom. This is about your kingdom, oh God. So we submit our personality to your kingdom. And I cry out, Lord, for the holy fire of God just to burn, burn. In Jesus' name. Father, I release your blessing. I release your favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I've got Jono and Emma Brown. I got told you over there. Are you representing both? Come on. Come on down. The price is right. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hey, why am I armor bearer sitting down? What are you? Seriously. I don't have to be the one doing all the work here. Okay. Oh, you're sure? Okay. Very good. Okay. Thank you, Father. Let me speak it into your spirit. John, I saw a round peg in a square hole, and I heard the Lord say, let me determine your shape. God is calling you back to what does the Word say, and an absolute obedience to it, regardless of what others are prescribing to you. And the Lord drew me to the word prescribing. It means to recommend as something beneficial. And the Lord says, not everything recommended to you is right. I further heard the Father say, I hold you responsible for what I, for what I say to you. This is good news, but take courage at times to swim against the tide. This is not something to be pursued, and it will not be a regular thing, but God wants you to hear these words clearly so that you will have confidence to run boldly and to swim against the tide. I heard the Lord say that the secret place will be your safe place. I've got to say it again, that your secret place will be your safe 
place. Never compromise on this. Cross the line fully. Sometimes you will need to say no to people in order to say yes to God. And that is a word for many of you in this room right now. Sometimes you'll have to say no to people in order to say yes to God. But equally know that saying no to people might be the very best thing for them because it opens up the door for them to go directly to God. And may He lead you in all of this and may He make anything obscure clear. Father, right now in the Spirit, we pray for Jono and also Emma in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank You that You appointed them and You sent them, but You did it for a kingdom purpose. God says, I want You to know my blueprints and my plans. God is showing me again. It's not about natural plans, natural building, the way others do it. I want You to come up the mountain and I'm about to give You some kingdom plans that are going to shake things and rock things up a little bit but God says get it up the mountain and then my anointing my blessing will be all over it you're going to know what it is to truly have the mind of Christ the Lord says I want to right now increase the prophetic grace upon your life so Father, I release the anointing of God. May the fire of God. The Lord says, I just, there's something deep calling unto deep. There's like a lot of giftedness in your life, but the Spirit of God wants to be released to a whole new measure. Father, I pray fire will fall from heaven right now on this living sacrifice. And I pray that the Spirit of God will just burn, burn in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I release your anointing. I release your grace. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I call out right now the teacher in Emma. No idea. She's not here, but Father, the Lord says to release and call out the teacher in her, the ability to convey truth in a way that sets people free. So I call it out of you right now, Emma, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You might not be in the room, but God is in your room and God is in this room. And the Lord says to you, Emma, right now that there is no distance in me and you can do all that I have called you to be. Do not despise the day of simple beginnings. Do not despise even where you've come from at times and thought, again, that's not me, that's someone else. The Lord says, I'm calling you because I can trust you. Father, in the name of Jesus, just fill them both, bless them both. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, bro. Praise God. Before we step into... What Father wants to declare over you as a church and over Christ's church. Will you stand? Can we just praise God for 30 seconds together? Come on, don't wait for me. Just, just start to celebrate Him. Start, thank Him, thank Him, thank Him. Praise Him, praise Him in Jesus' name. Lift it up. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Praise, thank Him, praise Him. Praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, Father. Grab your seat.
I heard the Lord say, this is all, this next part was just what Father downloaded the tree on the plane coming in this afternoon. And I heard it, and I don't think I've ever heard this sort of thing for a, a city or a place before, okay? So I just want to follow through and guard the integrity of what the Holy Spirit said to me. Will you receive it, church? Ahead of time, will you receive it with a yes in your spirit? I heard the Lord say very clearly, there is one church in Christ church. There is one church in Christ church. There is, say it with me, one church in Christ church. I've got that in bold capital letters and in blue font, one church. It's important. The Lord said there's one church in Christ church. Jesus said, I will build my church. Not I will build churches. I will build my church. There's one church in Christ church. And Jesus is building one church. Can I hear the church shout amen? amen. It's interesting in Revelation 2 and verse 1, and it, we know that um, Jesus is speaking to the seven churches in Revelation 2 and 3. And it says, to the angel of the church in Ephesus. And then, that's a city, that's a region. And then when you go to the, in verse 7, and it all, each of the seven starts like that, to the church in Ephesus, to the church in Smyrna, to the church in uh, Laodicea, to the church in a place. Okay, tonight, the church in Christ church. Are you with me, church? And then, at the conclusion of each of the seven sections, it says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. But it's written to the church in a region. And the Lord spoke to me and took me to this even in the Greek there. They are the same words. They're not different words. It's not a plural word and a singular word. And we need to hear what God wants to say. He says, I've only got one church. And I need whoever has ears to hear, I want the, the churches to hear that I'm speaking to that church. This is too deep for some, but for if you can receive it in the Spirit, I need you to hear what I'm saying in the Spirit. Are you with me? There's one church. Jesus is building His one church. And He needs the churches to hear what the Spirit is saying to the one church. There's too many times where churches, we get trying to get our own vision. We need to hear God's vision and God's mission for His one church. There may be different flavours, but there's one church. And whoever has ears, let them hear what the God is saying to the churches. I heard the Lord say, stay with me to the end, no one leave. Because I haven't heard this before, but I need, I need, I need you in the spirit to receive this tonight. I heard the Lord say, this is what the Lord said to me on the plane. I need, this is God speaking. I, this is God speaking. I need them to be unified because there is a coming and attack on the church in Christ church. It, it, this is, we're not playing games here tonight. I would rather just speak on God's grace and love tonight. But I need to honour God enough. There was a time when the prophet Agabus in the New Testament came to Paul 
and took his hands and bound up his hands and said, this is going to happen to you if you go where you intend to go. And Paul goes, I'm going anyway because God has sent me there. And I want to declare ahead of time that God is warning us of a coming uh, attack on the church in Christ. Just don't let fear get in. Listen to the word of the Lord. Listen to the word of the Lord here today. He's saying, I need them to be unified. The different churches, the different believers in Christ, I need them to have this mindset, we are one church. Because as we do, I want to tell you, the attack will not prevail. 1 Corinthians, it's gone very quiet and I understand, but stay with me. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 to 6, says there are different kinds, I need you, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. (laughs) Sometimes we focus on the different gifts, we don't focus on the same Spirit. We focus on the gift of prophecy or the gift of healing or the gift of knowledge. How about the fact that they're all the gifts of the Holy Spirit? How about we give the Holy Spirit a bit more attention? There are different gifts, but there's the same Spirit that distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in Everyone, it's the same God at work. Unity is not about having the same expression. It's about having the same God. It's not about having the same expression, the same flavour. It's about having the same God. We are getting divided on expression, but we've got the same God. We have got to lift up the one God, the one Spirit, the one Lord, the one Father and let that be what brings us together because the church of Jesus Christ that He is building in Christ's church, the enemy has a plan and an attack coming but we, if we are together in the one Spirit, one faith, one baptism then the enemy will not prevail. God will get glorified in the city of Christ's church. Hallelujah. But if we see mine and theirs and and theirs and the enemy will get in. God show me times where I've watched some of the wildlife programs that where you see like the, the lions hunting and there's a there's a there's a herd of buffalo or whatever wildebeest, whatever it may be. And when the, the lions want to take something out, come on, the devil roams around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He will not go and jump on, try to attack the whole herd. In fact, he won't attack anything on the herd. They will try to separate someone from the herd. If they can get one away from the group, then they can pick that off. The Lord says, I've got one church. 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 And if we stay together as one church, the devil cannot win. This is not about me, it's not about you, it's not about my church, it's not about your church, it's about the one church and it's about the Kingdom of God. And this might be a bit too out there for you, I might be a bit too much for you, but the devil is real and God is real. God has a plan for Christ church and the devil has a plan for Christ church and I want God's plan to win. 
and I declare God's plan will win when we are one church united under God. Woo! It's just like that pressure cooker released the valve. <laughs> Unity is not about the same expression, but about the same God. Can I hear an amen? My wife says, Steve, when you preach, you need to remember to keep breathing. And I thought it's something you do once and you're fine, but apparently you got to keep doing it. She's wise, eh? Yeah. Thank God for Sally. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 27. It's quite a few verses, but I just want to read it through. I want you to get the heart. Look, 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 look. You look as I read. You look for the one, the one, the one, the one, okay? Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. Come on. I'll get back to it in a moment. But we need to understand. Uh, I said to someone today somewhere, but I, when the disciples came to Jesus at one point, and they said there's some people down the road that they're not of our group. You need to tell them to stop. They thought the Lord would get on board because obviously they were God's chosen frozen. They were uh, they were God's chosen people, but no, no, he turned to them and he said to them, hang on, if they're not against me, then they are for me. This is the heart of God for his one church. Praise God. For we were all baptized by one spirit. So as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or frees, come on, Presbyterians, Baptists, Pentecostals, Equippers, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and we were all given the one Spirit. Are you getting it? We were given the one Spirit. They don't have their spirit and they don't have their spirit and they don't have their spirit. Just the same as adults don't have one Spirit and children have a junior Holy Spirit. We've got one Spirit. We've got one Spirit to drink. Even so, the that body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body, not many body, the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I don't belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body, this is good. Where an eye? <laughs> where would the sense of smell be? Hang on. Where, where, where? Here, that's because I lost my page. Okay, if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body. Every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but there is one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. 
On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, Doesn't God do things different to us? So that there is no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers. Anyone ever stub your toe? Get over it, it's just your small toe. But how many people know your whole body goes, I want to kill something right now. Ever slam your finger in the car door? See, some of you, you're you're literally feeling it right now and you're not even being touched. But the whole body suffers. We need to get what God is saying about the church, the one church. If the church down the road suffers, we suffer. They rejoice, we rejoice. Come on, we are one church. Can I hear someone in Christ just shout amen to this? We are one church. If the part, one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are that body of Christ and each one of us is a part of it. Praise God. The word church means a calling out. That's what it means. Ecclesia, it means call, a calling out. Church is not a place we go to attend. It's the fact that we are called out of death into life. We are called out of darkness into light. We are called out of slavery into freedom. But can I declare by the Spirit of Christ over the church, the one church in Christ church tonight, that we are called out of the world's way into God's kingdom ways. And God says, I want us as the one church to be called out. I want to talk for a few minutes here tonight. Maybe we'll pray and see what God does. In light of what God has declared over the pastors, what God has declared over the city, that there is going to come some opposition. So we need us to be one. What I'm about to share which was the original thing God gave me, I realise now is the key for this to happen. And I want to talk for a few moments on living all in. Living all in. The Lord said to me a little while ago, what would happen if we lived for Jesus like Jesus died for us. God is looking for a people, God is looking for a church that will live for Him like Jesus died for us. I know this is weighty, but can, can, can you track with me here tonight? God wants us to live for Him, live for Him like He died for us. Matthew 16 
verse 21 to 25, says, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go. Remember, this is Jesus. This is the Son of God talking to his disciples. He says, I must go to Jerusalem and I must suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that he must be killed and on the third day raised to life. Jesus is saying this must happen. And then you have Peter. Thank God for Peter, hey? Bold Peter. We have Peter who six verses earlier had just said, when Jesus said, who do you say that I am? He says, you're the Messiah. You're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. And Jesus commended him and says, you are so blessed, Peter, because this was not revealed by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. You're in the Spirit and you're listening to the revelation from heaven. This is that, Peter. Five verses later, Peter takes Jesus aside. We've got a, there's a problem right here, right? <laughs> he takes Jesus aside and begins to rebuke him. Never, Lord. Hang on. Jesus, the Son of God, the Master has just said this must happen. His starting point is that will not happen. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned. I just stop. Think about what Peter is doing. Is Peter going against Jesus and his teaching and saying, come on, you're not the only way. Come on, we should be fine to do whatever we want. Was he kicking against doctrine and kicking against Jesus? No, what was he doing? He was trying to defend Jesus. He was trying to say, Jesus, you shouldn't have to go through that. It should be easier for you. Come on, step into the story with me. Think about what he was doing. Come on, I would do that if Jesus... Come on, you would do that if you heard about me and I would do it if you heard about you. But maybe if we are not careful, we're subtly stepping out of the spirit into the flesh and we're actually of the wrong spirit when we say, no, that won't happen, that won't happen, that won't happen. And Jesus turned to him and said, Peter, get behind, get behind me, Satan. It's like a harsh review. Some of you are upset because your pastors have said you can't sing on the stage. If they stopped sort of calling you Satan, you probably got off lightly. If that upset anyone, I almost apologise. But get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. What's he saying? And then he goes, you do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. I know this is weighty. I know this is weighty. He just said six verses earlier, man, you're blessed. You've got the mind of Christ. Now, because you're saying it should be easy, no, no, that's not going to happen. You shouldn't have to suffer. Uh, but I'm telling you, this is going to happen. God says you've stepped from that into coming into agreement with the wrong voice right now. And I, 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 wanna, I wonder if that has pervaded the church 
in the Western world far too much. How surprised we get when the enemy comes in and attacks. And God wants us to... And then the next verse that we know so clearly is Jesus said to his disciples, whoever, I think this includes us, wants to be my disciple, must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. If you want to be my disciple, I'm calling us here tonight. Again, weighty word. To deny ourselves. Be willing to take up our cross. This is what the Lord's saying to me right now. Not everything I ask you to do, you will want to do. Sometimes we believe that God will not ask me to do something I don't want to do. Good luck with that. If God asks us to do something, what would happen if there's even in part a perspective shift that God is asking me this, man, his level of trust in me must be high. That God is calling me. And he says, if you want to be my disciple, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Normal Christianity is how Jesus lived and Jesus laid down his life. And the Lord is looking for some people in Christ church even here tonight that love God, have given, accepted Jesus as their Savior. Tonight to say, I want to actually be all in so that Jesus can get glorified, so that the devil will not win in this city. When the persecution and the storms come, we will not stand strong if we are ones that go only by comfort zone or what we are comfortable with. And God is saying, no, the starting point is deny yourself. It's not about what I want, it's about what He wants. And it's His will that none should perish. And I pray there's a revival across the churches of people that live as living sacrifices, laying down our lives, not pursuing our own agendas, whether it be in the church or outside the church, in the workplace, wherever it may be. But we deny ourselves and we are willing to take up our cross. This is going to cost me. I might lose some friends. I might lose some friends. Come on. If I stand up for righteousness, if I actually... I'm willing to anchor myself to truth. Persecution is coming. And the Lord sending me from Melbourne here tonight to say, will you make a decision ahead of time? I'm all in. Because this is about the glory of God and the kingdom of God and God breaking out. How many people love the testimony of the people like Paul and Peter and the miracles that they did and the fact that God poured out His Spirit in the book of Acts. 
Come on, anyone celebrate that? But they, most of those people were beaten and shipwrecked and suffered. They laid down their lives and we go, oh, that's them out there. I wonder if we have brought into a comfortable Christianity and then we call that a normal Christianity. And now we call radical Christianity and fanatical Christianity, you know, those super people. Maybe you're looking at me and saying, he's one of those fanatical. I am a normal Christian. A normal Christian is one who is like Christ and he laid down his life. He laid down his life even though there was a rest of God, if it's possible, can you remove this cup from me? Yet not my will, but yours be done. God is looking for a people that do not just accept him and his benefits, but lay down their life for the cause of the kingdom of God so that people can actually see a light that is different from the darkness. If we are no different, there's nothing that will attract them to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus himself fully submitted himself to his Father's will. And I just quote the scripture, but let me read it to you when he says it in Luke twenty-two forty-two: Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, Jesus speaking, but yours be done. Jesus would not have said that if his will and his father's will was the same will in that moment. Are you with me? He would have just come into agreement, but he said, not mine, but yours. I know that I don't want to go to the cross. You want me to go to the cross. He was fully man. That's why sweat drops of blood. Now, I'm not prophesying that we're all going to be crucified and we're all going to lose our lives physically. But don't miss the weightiness of what God is calling us. And what I am calling us to is not something radical or fanatical. I am calling us to normal Christianity. The church globally in many places is losing its influence and its voice because we're just a better version of the world. Jesus didn't die for a better version of anything. He died to come and bring life. He came to bring life. And Jesus wants us to live for Him like He died for us. Romans 12. 1-2 to says, Therefore I urge you, I urge you tonight, therefore, brothers and sisters, I'm urging you, I'm unashamedly urging you on behalf of the tens of thousands of people in this city that are presently on their way to hell. I am urging you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, keep God's mercy in your view. This is, this is important. We read the next book. To offer your bodies, your whole being, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, because this is your true and proper worship. But notice what he says, do it in view of God's mercy. Wow, God, you saved me. You took me from death to life. While as a sinner, Christ, you died for me. Thank you for that. Thank you that you extended your forgiveness and your grace. Are you hearing me, church? 
Thank you for sending your son, Father. Thank you for loving me enough that you would literally lay down your life for me, Jesus. That's God's mercy. He said, keep that in your view. When I say I'm urging you to lay down your life, do it with the view of Jesus did it for me. And Jesus did it for you. He's not coming and asking something impossible of us or too difficult on us to lay a burden. He knows that when we die to self, we live for Christ. We need the Spirit of God to sweep over the city of Christchurch. We need some Christians that walk into the workplace and they are different from the ones that aren't filled with the Spirit of God. We need some believers in workplaces when things go wrong that they, they, are, they respond differently than those who have no hope. We need people that when there's relational conflict again, we respond differently to those that do not know the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit. God is calling us to be living signposts of ones who live life, that the spirit of the world is entitlement, isn't it? Right now? It's entitlement. I should have what I want. We must not buy into that as the church. No, the starting point of being my disciple is not entitlement, is deny yourself. Are you hearing my heart? Somebody says, this is not what I signed up for. It is. We have just watered it down to come and get saved from hell and you're all good. No. The start, if you want to be my disciple, come on. A disciple is not something further than being a Christian. Every Christian is called to be a disciple. Are you with me? Starting point, deny yourself. How radically different would the church look? Okay, this is what the Spirit just said to me. How radically different would your home look? How radically different would your marriage look? If your starting position, position every moment of every day was, I'm going to deny myself. Husbands love your wife in the same way that Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Denied himself, died so that she could live. God is calling us in view of God's mercy to offer our lives as living sacrifices, holy, pleasing to God. This is our true and proper worship. And do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How? By the washing of the water of the Word of God, knowing God's heart, God's ways, God's nature, God's truth, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Holy is your name. this please brother 
Hallelujah. I'm just listening to Father right now because we could go different ways. There's more things I could say, but I felt the Father say that the message is clear. There's one church in the city of Christ Church. Amen? There's one church. The Lord has made it clear that there's an attack coming on the church. I believe that globally, but I'm not here for global, I'm here for Christ Church, okay? And I've never said this in another church. I'm saying this right now because the Spirit of God spoke it to me so clearly on the plane flying in. Do we trust God? Why does he forewarn? To scare or to prepare? Come on, there's a word right there. Why does God, he does it to, for us to prepare us, not to scare us. Come on, not to scare us, to prepare us. us. Come on, even in battles, in, in, even in normal battles, in, in, in actual battles, you know, if, if there's a foreknowledge, they can prepare and stop the enemy's onslaught, Yeah. That God has come by His loving kindness and grace to you tonight to say that some of the, their attacks coming. So let's prepare ourselves. The starting point is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one spirit, one church. I've got your back. You got my back. Come on. I tell you the, the armies that lose when you've got individual soldiers fighting an individual battle and even against other soldiers in their own platoon. But when you've got one army marching together, you've got, more, um, you've got more chance of a victory. We are one army. We are one body. We are one church. And as we stand together, the gates of hell will not prevail. When? When Jesus is building His one church, the gates of hell will not prevail. And then I will give you, says Jesus, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. God needs to unlock in your lives personally and over you as the one church in this city, spiritual keys that will unlock and shift things. We've got to stop fighting spiritual battles with natural weapons. When you're hearing issues, if you fight the issue, we will lose the issue. We need to take authority in the realm of the Spirit. And it won't work if just you do it or just you do it. But when we do it, I want to tell you, come on, two or three, God says, I'm going to do something in that place. God is preparing us for a battle. And God says, I need you to enlist tonight. I need you to list tonight. I don't care if you're the best lawyer, the best doctor, the best missionary, the best. God says, I need some soldiers. I need some warriors that are laying down their life and say, God, I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to take up the cross. The Lord says to me, if we are not, this is what he said to me. He said, if we are not willing to lose, then we are not ready to win. If we're not willing to lose. Jesus prophesied in these end times, sometimes even family against family. Persecution, he says, in this world you will have tribulation, you will have difficulty. Expect it. 
We get blindsided. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm in God. It should be all blessing and favour and light and joy and flowers and dance. Come on, read your Bible. There's going to be tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I've read the end of the story and Jesus Christ is still on the throne. But there's a battle to fight. And God says, I need you to enlist all in tonight. Because I tell you right now, thousands will be saved and come and swept into the kingdom of God as we are one body living as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. I'm raising the bar of what normal Christianity is. Not from the Bible. I'm just trying to bring it up somewhere close to what Jesus actually said. Want to be my disciple, deny yourself. Take up your cross. Come follow me. I feel the Lord just saying to me right now, don't miss the part where it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Isn't that good? I'll give them to you. This is how I picture we often do life. I want to give you a visual picture. I'm seeing this right now. On some of the old movies we, I watched, maybe you watched, you know, and there's a school and there's, there's a janitor walking down the hallway and he's got that humongous big circle with about a thousand keys. Hang, are you with me? Do you know what I'm talking about? That you hope your life doesn't depend on opening a door real quickly because you've got like zero chance of knowing what the heck's going on here. But we often live life like that with a whole bunch of keys and we come up to a situation and we tried this one and we tried this one and we tried this one and we tried this one. All the while the enemy's coming against us. And I don't know about you, but sometimes, devil, can you just wait a moment? I know there's a key that works here somewhere. Are you with me? Go through your life, go through your marriage, go through your work, go through your emotions, go through whatever it may be. It's like, I know there's a key somewhere. Well, the Lord says, when I am building my church and you live as my disciples submitted unto me, I'll actually give you the keys for the kingdom. I won't just hand you a bunch of keys. I'll give you the right key to unlock the right door at the right time. Because if you live by the Spirit, you will keep in step with the Spirit of God. God wants to take the guesswork out and give us clear direction. What would happen if we're in environments and and something happens in our city, something happens from the media, something happens from the government, something happens in our work, whatever it may be, rather than just step into the attack mode, we pause and say, okay, Father, what's going on here in the spirit realm? And what are the weapons that you want us to use right now? Sometimes it might be just love, go and love on someone in a way that is just a a demonstrative hugging someone that others would walk away from. Maybe sometimes it's, I want you to call a week-long prayer meeting and we're going to come together and we're going to take authority over the principalities and powers. Again, we don't want to talk about demons. We don't talk about the demonic in our lives because, come on, Jesus. Can we get back to the Bible? Jesus confronted the devil, but he did it from a place of victory. And this is what he said about you and me. In Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority over all the enemy's powers. James 4, 7, Jesus, the the Bible says, if we submit to God and we resist the devil, he's got to flee from us. 
Can I remind you that God and the devil are not equal opposites? Come on, right there, some of you need to go to sleep on that tonight. God and the devil, we've made them arch enemies. Uh, uh, uh. God is supreme. He is, he, he's, he, he's immeasurably above the devil. Remember, the devil is a created being, was an, an angel just like Michael and Gabriel. Come on, church. They are not equal opposite. God wins. God is greater. And He is in you. He is in you. Do you know not that you're the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit of the living God? Come on. Greater is the one living in you than the enemy living in the world. 1 John 4 verse 4. We need to actually start believing the Bible. Wow, what a radical idea. If God said it, I believe it. That settles it. But my experience has not shown that. We have got to stop allowing our experience to create our theology. God is looking for us to go again. Some of us have been weary from the battle. The Lord says, I see that. And He loves you in that place. But He says, tonight it's time to enlist again. It's time to enlist again. And this is what we're going to do. I'll tell you what we're going to do, but let me explain what I feel is significant right now in the spirit realm. I feel God wants to realign and redefine some normals in His church. When people, when Jesus called people to follow Him, how did they do it? They just left everything, they got up, and they followed. And guess what? Everyone knew. Why? Because undercover Christianity was not normal. How we start people is often how people continue. Everyone saw Peter and James and John them leaving their fishing boats and go, what are you, are you crazy? But they go, we've got to follow the master. When Jesus did miracles, it was in front of everyone. People were called, people, 3,000 got saved. Everyone saw them. Some celebrated, some scoffed. Are you with me, church? But we've made it all about, you know, it's all secret, it's all private. No, it's not. It's public. The Lord said, if you acknowledge me before, my, uh, before people, I'll acknowledge you before my Father. We go, but I'm uncomfortable. This is the very thing we need to nail to the cross. If, if we can't, in a room full of Christians, get up. And be all in for Jesus because of what people think here. We have no chance in the world of standing up for Jesus. Because we've lowered the bar to what I'm comfortable with. We think, what will they think? Newsflash, they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. So this is what we're going to do tonight. We could have a nice piano playing and we could get everyone to close their eyes and Quietly put up your hand. No. If you want to be all in, if you want to be part of the one body, if you want to actually see Christchurch saved and you actually want to be sold and light in your workplace and your family, you just want to be all in whatever. 
You want to deny yourself, take up your cross. You want to return to normal Christianity. I want you to get up, stand to your feet, and I want you to come and join me down the front. That's what I want. If you do that and come down, you might need to push a couple rows back in the seat. And if you do that, remember the woman with the issue of blood? What did she do? What did she do? She pushed through the crowd. That's it. But that's, that's, we've got a wonderful lady, Liz, directing us. But what I'm saying is, don't wait for an invitation. This is, again, this is a thing that's pervading the church. We come and we hang back. Come, crowd to the front. Come in, push in, push in, step in, step in. Step in close. Come on, further, further. Hallelujah. Oh, that's scary. Um, come, be a body as you come. This is what the Lord's saying to me right now. Turn to people around you and say, you're my brother, you're my sister, and I love you. You might not have ever met them before. Who knows, you might get a date out of this. God works in mysterious ways. Isn't it great that you can be all in for God and you can still enjoy the journey along the way? I wonder if you pray with me right now in this place. You don't, you're not coming to me, you're coming to Him. So how about you look to Him? I hear the Father say, I choose you and I need you. I need you all in. I need you all in. This is a life or death thing. I need you all in. I wonder if you take a few moments in your own words, you and Father right now. Talk to Him. Maybe there's some things that you need to give to Him that at times will be more important in your life. But even in your own words, just, Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Father, I pray, and I'm just going to lead us right now. I wonder if you would just join with me. And if I'm praying something that you feel in your heart, I want, it, I want you to come into agreement even out of your mouth, okay? Because remember where life and death is, it's not in your mind, it's in your tongue. And the devil can't read your thoughts, but man, he's petrified if you start to speak out of your mouth and come into agreement with truth. Come on, some of us need to start to speak out of our mouth. So that the devil is on notice and God is glorified and something shifts and something changes. So I'm going to pray and I wonder, again, if, 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 if you're in agreement with it, that you will come into agreement even with me in this place. Father, we, uh, we come to you in this holy moment and we're, we're grateful that you saved us through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. 
And we're grateful for that, God. We, we truly are. But Father, in this holy moment, we ask you to forgive us for the time we've actually made it all about us being saved. And Lord, we're grateful for the benefits, but Lord, we've still often lived for ourselves and what we want. Lord, I pray that the holy fire of the Holy Spirit will fall in this room right now, that you will mark people by the name and the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost, Lord, that you will set us apart for kingdom noble purposes. And God, we ask that you forgive us for the times that we have been divided brother against brother, sister against sister in the body of Christ. Forgive us for disunity in Jesus' name. Father, for holding on to offence, for holding on to unforgiveness. Lord, would you forgive us? Would you cleanse us? Tonight, Father, we realign to your kingdom ways. We realign to your kingdom ways. And Lord, we give you everything tonight. Lord, when it's difficult, we still say yes to you. When it's going to cost, we say yes to you. Lord, we say yes, Lord, to any leading. And the Lord would say to some of you today, if this is the posture of your heart, get ready in the coming days for me to say uh, big things into your spirit. And the first test will be whether you say, yes, Lord, or God, I cannot do that. Because the Lord is saying, I can use anybody that is fully surrendered. The Lord says it has got nothing to do with your age. It's got nothing to do with your gender. If you are fully surrendered, the Lord said, I can use you, but I will get the glory, says the Lord. You will not get the glory. In fact, you might even be persecuted. But blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness sake, because you shall be filled to overflowing with the glory and the goodness of God. Father, would you help us to live selfless Christian lives? Would you help us, Lord God, to go in our work, not trying to escape from things, but go in, Lord, to shed your love and to shed your lights. God, would you use us for your glory? God, would you, we want you to be glorified in us. Come on, church. We want you to be glorified in us and through us. And over this city, we once again pray, Father, would a, would a true revival break out? Oh, we ask that you do something oh, just significant in this city. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, if it's your will that the church gathered together and the Holy Spirit was poured out before they were sent out on mission, then, Lord, we are going to ask for that right now in this room. If you are hungry for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, to be baptized afresh, to be just filled to overflowing, you might say, I've been baptized. Here's the way I view it. I want all. I, I want just all I can get of God because I can't do this myself. And I leak at times. I just need Him to continually fill me. So if you're hungry, I want you to lift up your hands real high to heaven. And I want you to say, Father, fill me with the Holy Ghost afresh.
Father, right now, I pray that you sweep through this place by your wonderful Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, Lord, even as it was on the day of Pentecost, Lord, I pray for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch every person in this room. Come, let the weight of your glory come. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Holy Ghost. Flow in this place, Lord. Jesus, right now, the weight of your glory, Lord. Lord, more of your spirits. Father, I release the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Father, I release more, 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 more of your spirit. More of your spirit. Lord, break out, break out, break out. Lord, we don't need a touch from me. We need a touch from you. Father, Father, we want you more. We want you. We want to hunger. We want to thirst. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. Right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, a fresh baptism, a filling up of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray for prophetic revelation, dreams and visions. Lord, I unblock ears right now. If you want God to speak to you and you want to hear the voice of God like never before, lay hands on your own ears right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that, Lord, ears will be unstopped. In fact, the Lord says right now, someone's physical ears that are are blocked right now, you cannot hear. I've released a healing to your physical ears in the name of Jesus. You are healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus, but for our spiritual ears as well. Father, I pray that we will hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Word of the Lord to some of us right now in this room is this, start to turn off the the, the, the frequency of the enemy, even through your TV and the radio. I'm not saying turn it all off. I'm saying when the, it's coming as a bombardment and it's, and it's feeding the fear, it's feeding the anxiety. The Lord says, turn it off and turn on my word. Come on, turn on worship. Start to, start to feed yourself with the things that will actually pull you upwards and Godwards. And I will speak to you. So, Father, right now, I pray that the spiritual ears will be unblocked. I pray that this wonderful people will hear what the Spirit is saying. The greatest thing we can hear, the greatest thing we can see is to see God as He is. So this is what the Lord says we're going to do right now. You are about to hear and see in the Spirit. So don't look to me. Look to the Lord because the Spirit of God will do this. And this is what I'm going to ask Him to do right now. I'm going to ask Him to reveal something about Himself that is just wonderful. And then I just want you to let God give you a picture. If you get a picture, don't go, I wonder if that's God. It's God. If you get a word and it takes you somewhere, a Scripture, it's God. Just start to meditate on that and something will flow. I I wonder if you just pray this out of your mouth. Father, give me a picture of what you're like. Speak to me right now. Now I want you to receive. Right now, just receive. Father, right now, give them pictures. Right now, let them know that they can hear your voice. Open heaven right now. Open heaven. I declare over this room. (laughs) 
Someone just heard the word majesty. That was the Lord. That was the Lord. That was the Lord. Jesus. Someone just saw him sitting on the throne. That's, that, that, that's, that's a picture from God. Now gaze upon it. Gaze upon it. Let him take you deeper. Let him take you deeper. with that word with that just feeling of the spirit of God in this room right now I want you to be brave as a living sacrifice as a disciple of Jesus Christ who will deny yourself take up your cross and actually follow him I want you right now in this moment to ask Father is there anything that you require of me and then I want you to listen for some of you he's going to say I want you to lay something down if so, lay it down right here. Don't, don't leave the front. It might be forgive someone. Forgive them right now. It might be I actually want you to get up and go. I've been calling you for a while. Some of you need to say yes instead of later. The word of the Lord to you right now is say yes. Stop saying later. But Father, what do you require of me? Now listen and respond. if you just lift your hands now and just receive from God you can 
You don't have to do anything right now. Let him love you. Let him love you. Let him love you. Father, I release the liquid love of God in this place, the tangible love of God right now. The Lord says to some of you in this place, yes, I know that and I see that, but I still love you. wonderful Holy Ghost Father would you pour out just your goodness would you pour out your goodness would you pour out your goodness just receive just receive Father even as your love's poured in Lord I just see shackles falling chains falling Right now, the freedom of God is about to come on some of you. Just receive the freedom of God. You must have better. I need to do this and that. No, you just need to receive it. Father, let your freedom come. Freedom from fear right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Freedom. Freedom. Christ has set you free. Christ has set you free. You're free. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. We love you. We love you. Wonderful, wonderful Father. so good God is so wonderful I just feel the Lord wanting to finish with just two final things you can look this way if you want and this is what the Lord wants to let each of us myself, yourself included know right here, right now Do not be caught by surprise when the enemy tries to contest what we did tonight. Do not be ignorant of the devil's schemes. And one of his greatest weapons is accusation. Anyone ever been there? But Revelation says that the accuser has been hurled down. And we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Uh uh, devil. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And he points the finger and says, But I know what you did. Yep, but I confess my sin, and he is faithful and just, and he forgave me of my sin and cleansed me from all unrighteousness. 
Ah, you can't go near God anymore. God's upset at you. No, I can approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and find grace to help me in my time of need. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I might not be worthy of myself, but I'm not in myself. The Holy Spirit's in me, devil. Hey, you might have been hurled out of heaven, but I've been invited in because of Jesus Christ. We need to start to talk back to the devil. Don't have a conversation with him. Dictate the conversation. Hallelujah. But make a resolve right now. We will not grow weary in doing good because we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You didn't know I'm, I'm walking through some strong opposition from the enemy in my mind, my emotions and stuff, even this weekend being here to the point of wanting to run. But the devil ain't gonna win. The devil ain't gonna win. I'm saying that because you say it's fine for me. It ain't fine for me. It ain't fine for me. And it ain't fine for you at times. But the devil is no match for the God that is in me and you. And if along the way you stumble and you fall and you feel like I missed the mark, get up, dust it off. His mercy is new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. We never lose. If we go again, hallelujah. And so I just say, let's just do this thing together in the name of Jesus. Do you receive that? Come on, praise. The, the best way to shut the devil up, just start to worship God. Come on, Paul and Silas in prison. Let's, we are beaten, we're in chains, we're persecuted. What should we do? I know, let's start to praise God. Paul's in prison. The enemy's against him. So he exhausts the church. Come on, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, let me say, rejoice. This is a spiritual battle. Don't pick up the physical sword. Come on, pick up the sword of the Lord, which is the Word of God. Jesus overcame the devil by declaring, it is written. And understand that the devil attacked Jesus' identity and who He was. If you are the Son of God, don't fight against the devil using natural weapons. Turn around and say, hang on, it is written. It is written. So live as a son and daughter of God who are saturated in the Word, living in the Spirit. Wake up each day on assignment from heaven. Deny yourself, take up your cross, follow Him. Walk into a room saying, right now I am not going to come under the influence of anything in this work, in this family, in this environment. I am going to set the environment and I'm going to bring and release the peace of God. There's tension going on. You sit there at the computer. Father, release your peace in Jesus' Name. Release your grace. You see what God will do. And the Lord just said to me, don't be surprised if things actually flare up before they die down. Uh, don't, don't back off when you see the enemy stirred up. Go in harder in the Spirit. And I tell you right now, some of us are going to see our workplaces saved in the name of Jesus Christ. There's someone in this room, someone unsaved in your family 30 years. God says, I'm going to save them as you fight with the weapons of the warfare that are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. 
So I want to encourage us. Come on, we do this. When I come back next time, come on, let, let, let's believe that God has built on this. And we've all, we, we've, we either need so many multiple meetings or we've got bigger buildings because I tell you right now, we cannot contain what God is doing. But here's the deal, not through me coming, but through you going. I'll never go to your workplace, but you'll be there. You have the same Holy Spirit that I've got. You've got the same Jesus that I've got. Come on. You've got the same Father. One of the great curses of the modern Western world is that we look to a person on a stage and we want to bring them to them. No, no, no. Jesus, you go. Because the power that I got from the Father, I've given you the same power and I will be with you always. So you go and make disciples. You go and share the love of Jesus Christ. I anoint each of you and I commission each of you to go and be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And let's believe for people to get saved. Feel with the Spirit. Touch by God. Amen. And the last thing, and this is what the Lord said. This is where we finish up. This is what the Lord said. And let's love on each other. Let's actually, for some of us, maybe we need to connect some bridges that have been broken down. Just bless someone. Let's actually be the body even as we finish up here. If there's something else you want to do, but that's where the Lord's told me. He said, that's what I want to do. Because if it's, this is about one church so the enemy can't get in, let's don't rush out the door. Take a few moments to actually be the church to each other. Go and bless someone. Go and give someone a word. Go and just say, can I just pray for you and encourage you? Do something good. Love on someone. Bless someone. Thank you for having me. God bless you. I'm done.